Drop. Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends to love professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Just kidding. You said I'm that. Matt. <laughs> Might be true. Who, who fucking knows? <laughs> At the beginning of this podcast, no one would have been able to tell, but um, Matt and I have differentiated our podcast voices now. I'm Zach. <laughs> Eastside's back. Back again. Better than ever. Got a knack for making things better. Based facts. Because your opinion don't matter. Is this a John Cena rap? Uh, No, it's an Eric Bischoff theme song from when he came back. Oh. (laughs) Truly the most obnoxious and perfect theme song of all time. (laughs) Whoever did the, the singing for that song and they also did the Undertaker one, like they're just the most dad rock songs hell yeah god i i had no idea who eric bischoff was when he showed up on my tv because i had i hadn't watched any wcw i was barely into wrestling i immediately knew i hated this guy (laughs) like like beyond the shadow of a doubt i hated this guy like just from that theme oh my god (laughs) Um, oh yeah that was a weird time yeah, uh, Matt cannot weigh in the W the the reigning WCW stand. Um, Matt is not here. Um, yeah, that's really it. Matt's not here. You got stuck at the Seven Eleven by his house. Um, he got stuck in the Slurpee machine. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really weird time. He was trying to get a Slurpee and a fucking taquito, and somehow ended up stuck. <laughs> he misunderstood what a Slurpee was and. <laughs> He got stuck in the machine. <laughs> I thought you went to the machine. And he was trying to get a nice Slurpee. <laughs> and now he's inside there. The fire department's there. It's a mess. It's it's mm. bad. But well wishes. Well wishes to Matt. It's a, it's a real American pie situation. <laughs> um, American slurp. Speaking of pie, cream pie, one of our favorite cream pies, his birthday is today. Bryson. I don't like referring to people that listen to this podcast as cream pies. Okay. Even though we all started out as one. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm no. So sorry. <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. Man, I don't do a lot of editing of this show, but <laughs> I have some decisions to make. Is it going to be worth it, though? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> But yeah, it's Bryson's birthday today at the moment of record. So Bryson, you'll probably hear this tomorrow. Happy birthday. Glad you're out of the hospital and not dead. Yeah, and eat shit. Yeah, eat shit too. Yeah, and eat shit. According to you, it's better than the food in the hospital, so eat shit. Oh, I will attest to that too. It is bad. It's like if you like Panera, you also like hospital. (laughs) Fuck off. Um, and yeah, so we are, uh, the creamiest wrestling podcast on the eavesdrop podcast network. Um, check out the other shows. Um, this could be gay. Oh, the Shreveport thing was officially announced. We're on Shreveport. We're doing it. Okay, cool. We're doing it live. Have we already talked about that? Uh, we, Matt teased it last week. He edged it. Yeah. Mm. We're doing it's like it. A therapy machine. I believe Friday at 4 p.m. Come watch us talk about stuff. 
Yeah, what's the yeah. T- yeah, we'll figure. I don't remember the date. Uh, at, 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 at the center on the Grove. Yeah. That big old building. Across the street from Buffalo Wild Wings. Fuck, I know where I'm going to be beforehand. <laughs> I'm going to show up all sticky. Yeah. From cream. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in that fountain. <laughs> oh, no. It's in the middle. Everybody watch yeah. me. The fountain's not on, but I'm waiting. <laughs> Um, should we get into all the wrestling? I watched more wrestling this week than I have in a very long time. I watched a good amount of wrestling. I watched night one of the GCW show. Oh, yeah, we could talk. Let's start off with that. I think that's a good okay. that's a good jumping off point. Um, I didn't pull up the card, but I can real quick. GCW, yeah. was it Homecoming? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I think TNA also has a pay-per-view called Homecoming tonight. They oh. do. And so I, I can understand that there's some confusion because there's just a lot of people coming at home, um, which is probably a good place to come. Yeah, it's better than a Seven Eleven. Yeah, don't come at a Seven Eleven. You'll get stuck in the Slurpee machine. But hey, you know what? They did give them free taquitos. Mm-hmm. They felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't watch the whole show. I just skipped to like the stuff I knew. Um, okay. but uh. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the scramble scrambled eggs match. It was not on the thing that I bought. Um, ACH. Oh, you actually, so you actually bought it? Yeah, because I wanted to. I was curious. I wanted to see Zack Ryder. Wait, ACH is already back. Yeah, but this is not. This is different than what I watched. Are you on night two? There was two nights. I put in night one. Oh, this is okay, 2020. So, okay. Oh, oh, that makes GCW, so much sense. Um, homecoming. Wait, so did you watch the scramble or no? No. Okay, Atticus Kogar won that one. He's pretty cool. He, yeah, he looks like a little shit. Yeah, he looks like he plays like in a shitty metalcore band. He's all, he's all over everything too. He is. Well, he's also a part of 440. Yeah. Um. um let's see. Oh yeah, I forgot two two cold Scorpio wrestled and can still do all his two cold Scorpio fucking flips and shit. Yeah, and it's fucked. That's that's really well. Does he like still get just like heat every like backstage? Because I I consider that a two cold Scorpio move. That too, and he probably also just is, has his wing hanging out all the time. That's also a legendary two cold Scorpio move is having your dick out because it is rather large. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I did watch. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I watched Marco Stunt, got mad. He won. Oh, he beat Starboard Charlie. Yeah. He's like a, like a super young guy. Yeah. Uh, AJ Gray. That's not ACH. AJ Gray mm-hmm. uh, beat Nolan Edward. It's cool. Nolan Edward, noted piece of shit. Okay. Sounds about GCW. Uh,. Two Cold Scorpio beat the Grim Reefer, which if that's not an indie wrestling name, I don't know what is. I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of the name just Grim Reefer because weed. Yeah, uh, there was a title versus title match, uh, death mat, uh, BJW, which is what is that you say? Is that Big Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death match heavyweight champion Drew Parker beat GCW ultra violent champion Alex Cologne. Um, I don't know anything about these dudes, but the match was cool. <laughs> Alex Cologne is like a really, really good deathmatch wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And so, and this yeah. this Drew Parker kid rocks. 
He's like 20 years old. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I did watch this. Okay. I saw this scramble match. Uh, Atticus Kogar won against. There's a guy named Jack Cartwheel. I didn't know any of these people, but uh, it's GCW. I was gonna say, like, some of these guys just kind of look like random, like guys that would be in shitty bands. Yes, yes. That, yeah. It's like GCW wrestlers aesthetic. GCW fans aesthetic is uh, the lowest of the low. Um, <laughs> watching <laughs> watching this show, I was just like, man, these people want to be filmed so bad, and they all look like idiots, and uh, they just annoyed me. I'm They're sorry marks for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there was a tag match. Uh, Matthew Justice and Mance Warner uh, beat Jimmy Lloyd and G Raver. Um, Jimmy Lloyd is a funny guy because he's just so stupid. Yeah, he he. I it's bonkers that he is like he's like number two in GCW, right? He's up. He's, I wouldn't say number two, but he is up there. And then M- Mance Warner is cool. He comes out to Simple Man, but I think he comes down to the Shine Down version. Tight. Uh, Effie. Yeah, I've seen him a bunch in in. Pro, he used to be in Progress quite a bit. He's sick. And then uh, Matthew Justice was signed for a minute to FCW, and I gotta because he looks like he loves Metallica, and he does. <laughs> um, I gotta fuck. I gotta remember his name because it was really funny. His FCW name? Yeah, Mac Hetfield. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm, I would have been Lars Hetfield. Um, Effie shows up unannounced, uh, has a match against a guy named Frontman Ja, um, and it was cool. Like, when I think of GCW and looking at the crowd, I don't think they would be in for, for some gay shit, but they were in for some gay shit. Um, Effie's definitely like become a, a pretty big favorite over there yeah oh yeah like last year uh there was a spot where uh effie tried to hurt uh front man jaw's nipples and he's like oh. i like that shit and then effie bit his nipples and he said i love that shit and then uh bit his nipples more and the match was real horny they ended the match the way i want every wrestling match to end with a kiss they kissed each other it was great. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, Effie rocks. I've I've only seen Effie on Twitter. I've never seen Effie wrestle, and I've seen Effie like, uh, but seeing Effie in a ring and like talking, Effie's very good. Yeah, no, Effie is very good. And between like matches I've seen and then like interviews, like both in and out of character, quality. Mm. Um, Effie's interview, um, on, uh, oral sessions, but hosted by, I guess hosted by Lita was very good um, when Renee was on, uh, maternity leave. Oh yeah. I I did like the one with Moxley too. Um, when it was just Mox hosting with, uh, just, um, Emilio Sparks. I I just keep wanting to say balls deep Billy because that's what they call him on talking shop. (laughs) But he's, yeah, I thought that was good. Oh. Just the whole time, oral session. Um, and then a shocking turn of events. Zack Ryder beat Matt Mick, Cardona. Matt, no, Zack Ryder 
Matt Cardona beat Nick Gage in a death match. And Pete, I love it. I, it's it's like I don't. I mean, this match, like, and Matt Cardona doing this. You've loved Zack Ryder forever. You say. I know that. Oh, yeah. But I never gave a shit about him since I've been watching wrestling. And then seeing before, this, like, yeah, go ahead. I'd say before he had real merch, like, Barbershop Window had, like, shirts that were kind of Zack Ryder, like, like kind of, like, rips and shit. I have one of those. Like, and it just said hashtag sick. Because like, he used to always say that. And then also I had a shirt that said, where's Trent? Yeah. So, Big fans of those two weirdos for a long time, <laughs> and so it's just super cool seeing him like kind of like doing what like no offense to like guys like Brian Myers and shit, but it's like doing shit like and going out and like actually hitting the independents, doing other things, not just being happy with like an impact run. Yeah, yeah. And and at, and at first, like I gave Cardona a lot of shit, and I, I mean up until now, I still kind of agree with giving him shit because it's like he went out. He showed up like at AEW, literally just did his Zack Ryder stuff. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that like that's not hitting anything. Like this kind of sucks. And so now that he's kind of reinvented himself and he's playing into that, he's like, I'm the WWE guy coming into GCW. Yeah. And he he played his WWE theme before he played his new yeah, theme. Like, I, I popped for that. It's dumb, but I popped for it. Oh radio, tell me everything you know. Um, I know way too much of that song, by the way. Yeah, I know you do. I do too because of when I took care of people, they would play that wrestling game a lot. Oh yeah, and they love Zack Ryder and the Miz. I used to turn off all the like the shitty like playlist songs they'd have. Mm -hmm. I'm like just cycle through themes, and so like (laughs) I heard so many of those themes. Uh, but yeah, uh. It was a it was a good it was a fun death match. I liked it better than the bigger death match that happened this week. Um, I will say sometimes when Zack Ryder was like swinging those tubes, it looks like he was just kind of booping him. Yeah, he definitely he was like scared to hurt him, which I, <laughs> but like, I mean, cool for Nick Gage to be willing to lose the title. Uh, he probably understands like that. it is. This boosts GCW. Everyone's talking about. It. I watched it because of this. So yeah, like he, he understands that. Like, cause I think Nick Gage is like lives in like a weird realm, like between kayfabe and not. Yes, and so he understands like this is gonna be money for him. This yeah. is fucking money in his fucking pocket. Yeah, and like the fan reaction at the end of the show was horrendous, and it's like yo. She should, if you guys are like these smart wrestling fans, shouldn't she be mad at the Booker? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, they're not that smart. That's the thing. Uh, GCW fans think they're a lot smarter than they are. Just straight up, like, I, I, I appreciate um, throwing trash if it's a paper cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't throw a fucking glass bottle like that sucks. Yeah, like. Yeah. Don't um, don't try to like actually hurt somebody. Yeah, an empty can, okay. Yeah, a paper cup, like a fucking like one of those like like Coke cups that you get. I like, got a concession stand, okay. That's like, whatever. Yeah, like but. crumpled up shit. You know, like you know, like little fucking papers. Okay, but it's like don't throw like full fucking beer bottles and glass. Like that's yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, and it's like it's cool that he's the champion. Like 
I don't know. I'm into it. Hmm. It like makes me want to know like how the future of this goes, but um yeah. Knowing GCW it'll probably just end up being he loses it back to Gage and they don't like capitalize on this, but <laughs> hopefully they do something smart. Yeah. Um also at the end of the show um the Nick the 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 who's the guys who are they? Four four zero. Four four zero. Um, came out and started fighting. Yeah, so they. Initially yeah, you, were, you explained this better. You know these uh, so names. They initially came out like we're gonna try to like interfere and stuff. Yeah, but Ricky Shane Page, who like the kind of the biggest overarching story within GCW over the last few years has been um, like GCW versus four four zero, like mostly like Ricky Shane Page versus like Nick Gage. Yeah. And so that's kind of been the big thing. And so 4-4 was going to come and beat the shit out of Nick Gage in the middle of it. But Ricky Shane Page was like, no, no, just like fucking let him go. Just let him do their thing. Yeah. And then they still did. And so that that's like the weird shit there. Like that's kind of a little wrinkle in the story. Yeah. And now uh, there's going to have a War Games match. War Games. Which is Nick Gage, Effie, Alex Cologne, two other people who I don't know. Was Jimmy Lloyd, is he one of them? Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, against like 440. Um, could be fun. A War Games deathmatch, probably. It'll be, I want to see where they're going to be able to get like the double rings and stuff. I, I, just, I, I, yeah. I just have a feeling that they can't get another ring. <laughs> I don't know why. And my head's like, shit, we don't got another ring, but we got a couple, we got a couple gym mats. <laughs> Or I hope they get like one like eighteen by eighteen ring, but then one sixteen by sixteen. <laughs> they get like that little small ring that Progress used to fucking use. for fucking ICW yeah. that like twelve by twelve. <laughs> that like when Drew McIntyre would step in was literally like half the ring. Yeah, he, he tried to do a claymore and he just have to like just jump straight up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun show. I'm glad I watched it. It was entertaining. Um. Let's move on to Raw. I watched all of Raw. Wow. 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 Yeah. I was bored I'll on a Monday. back in two seconds. I got to grab something. Bored on a Monday night. Um, Nikki, Nikki Ash uh, opened the show, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't remember a lot of shit. Um, yeah. She started the show. Or no. Who started the show? God damn it. Oh. Charlotte started the show. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. And then Nikki comes out and talks about, um, <sighs> I don't remember Monday. Eastside, help. Eastside, help. Help me remember Monday. Charlotte, Nikki, Rhea, that whole thing. Um, <sighs> it was convoluted. Yes. And, um, Charlotte talked for like basi- 15 minutes, I think. Basically. I mean, so I love I love Nikki as champion. Yeah, like that's awesome. I'm so happy for her. the issues they they did the WWE thing where they have an obvious story that makes sense and they skipped every step yep. but the last one. Yep. And now they're trying to tell it in retrospect. Yep. <laughs> and that's they, the issue. Like Nikki should have won first. <laughs> Nikki should have won the title at SummerSlam. Like. Her just, they just gave it to her. And now they're trying to tell the story backwards, and that—that's the issue. Um, it's ba- like 
she has to prove that she's worthy of being champion while already champion, and I have this feeling like she's going to lose a lot. I have a feeling like it's going to be very much like Rey Mysterio's title reign, where, like, he was champion, but he's just losing. Yeah. I mean, it... At the, uh, well, you want to skip to the end real quick as we're just talking about this? Yeah. Uh... So, so the, the main event match was Charlotte versus Nikki. They have a match. It's fine. It, it's good. They're both solid wrestlers. Charlotte wins. And then they fucking cut a promo. And fucking Nikki is like, you know what? I didn't beat you, but I almost beat you. And I'll beat you next week. Yeah. And it's like, you look like such a geek. And then Charlotte kicks her ass. Yeah. Not only beats her, but then kicked her ass after she was like, I almost won. It's like, bitch, I did it. Then beat her up. Yep. It was. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It they, was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's burying your champion unless like this is some learning thing, but it's not. They're going to she's going to look like shit. It's they think it's to get heat. And Vince is all so like I love it when you can tell Vince has a new obsession. And right now it is a uh, contender matches. The championship <laughs> contender matches. We have three of them. <laughs> We had three of them on Raw. The 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 whole like you have to beat the champion to then get a championship match is so strange. It's so stupid. Like that's one thing that I will always like. Every criticism I have for AEW, at least they gen like they don't do this. They'll do tag matches like New Japan style, where like a tag ma- someone will pin someone in a tag match, and that'll lead to something. That's one thing, but they at least don't do generally beat the champion to get a championship match like that they at least don't do that yeah it'd be one thing like if it was like one of those like tag matches new japan style it's where like you're on opposite sides and it's like oh wow like you know fucking like oster beat me and i'm the champion and so now that's gonna set up the feud because we're just on opposite sides of the random six men but just like having like sheamus and uh damian priest it's like, how come he just like how come there isn't like a number one contenders match or something to then challenge it? Because like you're, and I guess it's probably just the era that we're in that like pay per views I guess don't matter because you're not trying to sell a pay per view. But yeah. it's like that's like you're supposed to leave that off. Like you're supposed to you don't just you don't. This is I'll use an analogy that works for us. You're not supposed to come at the beginning of sex. <laughs> You don't start off by just jizzing and then try to work your way back. <laughs> and so it's like you're you're blowing your load right at the beginning. Is that like when it so then when it happens, like it doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. like I don't want to see like we're gonna end up seeing like and Priest and Sheamus is probably gonna be fine. Like I like them; they're both big guys that hit each other. Yeah. And but I don't want to see it for the fifth time at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the most annoying things. It's like so like my takeaway from watching all of Raw this week was I don't remember it and nothing really happened. It this was a bad week for you to choose to watch Raw because Raw's been better the last like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then you chose one that was kind of on a downturn. Yeah, it was just it wasn't terrible. It was just you nothing. Chose a, you chose a heat raw. <laughs> it's where the, everything was just a gay heat. <laughs> 
Like they beat up like Matt Riddle, like Omos or Omos and AJ Styles. And I think pretty much for like really no reason it seemed. And, and, well, yeah, because when whenever we don't know when Randy's coming back from vacation, finally, so like then we can finally start telling the story it's again. Like, it's like they're they're kind of setting it up, but it's like they've been kind of placeholding Riddle, who's still like he's like that's that's a guy that fucking got over the pandemic era, and so when the fans came back, he was so over. Yeah, <laughs> he still is. That's what happens when you actually use somebody's star power, like a Randy Orton. And use it well mm-hmm. is that it ends up getting somebody else over. That's what people should be doing. Yeah. What a fucking weird concept. <laughs> uh Karen Cross beat Keith Lee, he won. So <laughs> he was supposed to lose. Yeah, as I say, so Jeff Hardy got COVID because I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Jeff's put a lot of dumb shit in his body, a yeah. lot of drugs. I could see him not getting vaccinated. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I guarantee it. And so I doubt Matt did either. Matt Stone, yeah, I know. Matt's very <laughs> anti-vax. Mm. I met his a, I met Matt Jeff Hardy's brother, Matt Hardy. Oh, okay. But yeah, Matt Stone Jeff too. Hardy's Jeff Hardy's brother, Matt Stone. The Caldwell Stones don't have the stones to get vaccinated. <laughs> they know why you call you stone cold? Because your stones are cold. <laughs> Was that Taz? Br- did Taz that say that? Har- Oh. That was a Bret Hart line. It sound, oh, that sounds like one. It sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like Taz said it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the initial plan was for Karrion Cross to like, go on a losing streak. Until and then, Scarlet showed up, right? Yeah, and then righted it, like righted the fucking ship, which in a bubble is honestly a fine storyline. And let's just say he would have lost the NXT title first, came to Raw, and then you do that, mm-hmm. and then it make it can make some sense mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, he lost his title, so he's a little bit down, and he's coming up just by himself, and so like he's like on the wrong path. But then she comes back to kind of straighten him out. Yeah. And then he's a stone cold killer. Yeah. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yes. But he was the fucking champion who's gone through everybody in NXT. Yes. At least like have him drop the belt so he has a little bit of shit. Yeah. First, like yeah. a little bit of adversity, and he isn't responding mm. to it well. That's a story. Yeah. Like that's I, and you could tie that in. Like that's a good story. It's it's offensive to the people who watch NXT and consider them both canon. It's offensive to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just the uh, big Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kev. But yeah. Sorry, Kev. It's weird. We'll see what happens. But and also Keith Lee's just kind of floating, isn't he? Well, he came back and like was a setup guy for Goldberg. <laughs> just so weird. Yeah, and that, which is what he does. Like he did that for Drew. Also, <laughs> he was a setup guy for Goldberg. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's oh, gonna yeah. he's gonna tell his story soon. I hope I. I hope he actually, like, if it's something he wants to talk about, I'm so curious what's going on. Mm-hmm. It seems so weird. It's- no, I'm, I'm, I'm also very curious. I hope he's doing well, and I hope he, I hope they find something for him. Because, I mean, he was supposed to win the U.S. title, and then, like, he disappeared. Yeah. That, that was at SummerSlam last year. Jesus. Yeah, and then, like, he showed back up. Had, was the setup guy for Goldberg and then disappeared again. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And I understand why Vince will probably see, like, would be like, oh, that's a good guy to set somebody up for Goldberg because he's a big guy. He's athletic. 
But, Does the jackhammer? <laughs> what does he call it? The Big Bang Catastrophe? The, yeah, the, the BBC. Yeah, hell yeah. And so, like, I understand it, but I don't like it, and it's stupid. And you have a star that's right there, and people wanted to cheer him. And what sucks is, like, they gave him that win against Randy, like, week one. And then it's like they kind of stumbled. It's like, how do you stumble with this? I know, and they, they, they had that really awesome chronicle on him, like, that's fucking moving. Like, legitimately, like, I, like, I cried watching that documentary on him. Like, his life is, like like really touching and moving his whole life story. And then just like, they just have fumbled. So like if he's been hurt, if he's been dealing with, if he's been sick, whatever it is, that, that doesn't matter. They've still fumbled him beyond that. Yeah. And it's like one of these things, it's like the dude can talk really well. Like he can be like an inspirational guy. He carries the aura of a, like a cool school principal. And so like he could be a guy that you can not only push as like one of your top stars, but he can do that like, community outreach shit that they do, like all that kind of stuff that they like pride themselves on and like really tout to try to you know make it seem like they're a good company. Tout. <laughs> they always do the tout videos. But it's like he, he'd be a perfect guy for that, and like hell, he'd probably even get a couple job offers as a principal going to school. So yeah, principal and head football coach. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, Jinder wanted Drew to apologize to him for breaking his motorbike. I don't. I feel so bad for Drew. <laughs> I I feel bad for Jinder. His bike got destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> it was all. They're, the, they're they, making they Drew look like a jerk. Toys. They're making Drew look like a jerk. Want to know what they released? Like right after that? Yeah, a motorcycle. Like a, yep, I love it. Like what fucking shit? I I I feel bad for. Poor Drew. Like during the pandemic era of no fans, he's the guy that's carrying the company and having to do like all this shit. And then fans come back and it's like, and you're fighting gender. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm here I, to hinder gender. I I do I appreciate gender even when it's just absolute shit because he, that dude I think gives the most like into absolute garbage of any like he gives his all like and it's just always bad <laughs> like he it's like like barren level of just like this sucks but you are just given your all like and he tries so hard but he it's tries like, so hard but it's so bad it's like on um, the um you remember the flintstones movie mm-hmm and uh, Rosie O'Donnell is um, Betty, mm-hmm. and she's outside, and she's sweeping the dirt, and then she puts it into a dustpan, and then just throws it. I feel like that's what they do. Like they're trying so hard just to sweep the dirt, but it's just they're sweeping it into more dirt. That's that's such a good analogy. Holy shit! <laughs> Thank you. I've been making some really weird analogies lately, and they've been hitting. That's that. That's a good one. That's the uh, the opposite of like. People who like phone it in are if you ever watched the uh, James Bond movie Quantum of Solace, there's a notorious extra in the background who's sweeping and literally six inches off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's Randy. That's that's Randy Orton most of the time. Yeah, I, I don't think he's actually missing. He just doesn't want to catch the flights. He's like, I'll do it later. Yeah. Uh, an Italian Tamina defeated Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Anything interesting and, uh, happening with this? Well, Natalia destroyed her ankle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
she's, so she's out. She just had ankle surgery. Um, they. Oh, oh why did you have to bring this? I forgot about that until. <laughs> so L- Lily Lucian, what? is that so is they, that Alexa Bliss stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they in the middle of the match. I think I was had I was smoking. A parody of the uh, evolution um, vignettes they were doing for Eva Marie. And it was Lily the fucking doll. Tight. And it was so fucking stupid. And they released <laughs> a shirt with a fucking doll on it that says Lily Lucian. And I am so mad. And I, I am so mad. I'm going to buy it for you. Um, there's, there's currently a Peacock ad for WWE content starring Alexa and Huskis. Huskis. Where she's interrogating Huskis like she it's like a cop procedural. <laughs> and it's um it's truly embarrassing as a wrestling fan. <laughs> it's like this is what they are using to get people to like scroll over that tab watch, from Olympics to WWE. Watch wrestling. <laughs> Here's a fucking puppet and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> like you want people like how about you show like shit like somebody like Bianca Belair or even like even though you don't push him that well, like Ricochet, like this, but people doing cool shit. Or how about like mm-hmm. your champion Bobby Lashley? Just show him fucking murdering people. Be like, oh, this guy's fucking intense. I want to check that out. Yeah, he looks like a giant muscular baby. Yeah, yeah. Like even I, I don't think it worked that well on SmackDown. But like, show the clips from the Rolling Loud Festival because that looks cool. You know, like just like show like. Just quick clips of that. It looks like, oh, that's a spectacle. Like, sure, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to put it pipe in the sound because I don't think anybody there cared. <laughs> but it's like you can just fucking sweeten that audio a little bit, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reggie defeated our truth. Um, I like that Reginald just does Cirque du Soleil stuff. It's tight. Mm-hmm. He's really his oh, entrance oh, oh. is really cool. Also, he is now just known as Reggie. Yeah. Um, on SmackDown, we'll, we'll just skip to this real quick. Okay. He's Reggie. He's from St. Louis. He's not French. He lied on his job resume. That so rocks. He's very, he's very relatable. That rocks. <laughs> I, I love that they're just like just straight up broke the kayfabe on it. It's like I enjoy though that they at least didn't insult us enough where they just dropped it like with Lana. Where just like her fucking accent just kind of started slowly fading, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was just one hundred percent gone with no explanation, except for when she would say Rusev, Rusev, my I, husband, my husband Rusev, he's gonna go to the ring and fight somebody. <laughs> it's like nah. it's like at least they like no, I just lied because Carmella had a job posting. I've loved WWE my whole life, and yeah, so pretend to be a Somali. <laughs> Yeah, and so like I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? That makes sense to me. Like, I get that. It's a stupid story, and it's a really easy way out. But also, at least they explained something. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, he is like, I want to know how he'd actually be like wrestling a real match. But his flip Cirque du Soleil matches are fun because he, yeah. like his entrance, even though you know they use a sin card trampoline, that is fucked. Yeah, doing like a sideways flip, like. From the floor on, on a trampoline over the ropes. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It is it, it's a spectacle and he is very good at it. All his flips and flops and all that look so good and he lands things with such precision and he just moves so much differently than like wrestlers that it's really cool. 
Yeah. Like, it's even different than, like, seeing Ricochet do all the flips and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, people who are, like, Cirque du Soleil level are, like, a different class of being able to do that kind of shit. Like, like it's like watching, like, the Olympics and realizing, like, what gymnasts are doing. Like, oh, you're flipping three times just off the ground? Yeah. Like, what? how is that possible? It's it's wild, but no, it's, it's cool. And uh, honestly, I don't mind like like when the two like twenty four seven stuff. Like to me, in my head, it may, I like it with with Reggie as the champion because him like bouncing around like a geek, like running away from the other geeks, can at least be fun because then mm-hmm. you could have him doing like wild stuff and flipping and like jumping to places that nobody else can catch him and stuff. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool little layer to it, like something that's kind of throwaway, but. Hey, at least it can be entertaining. Well, and it is the the game of sports entertainment. I'm in the sports entertainment business. Uh, let's just talk about SmackDown now. John Cena stole uh, Finn Balor's title shot. Yeah, if you just sharpie over a contract, it's there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it, that it's because Sharpie's permanent. Marker, yeah, yeah, and so it's permanent. Mm-hmm. You're a dog. Woof. Sorry. Abby walked by. <laughs> she was uh she went to the vet yesterday, so she was all tired last night. Aww. But now she's getting all her energy back and Good. walking around like a dog. Good. Um yeah. Uh this seems I mean, it doesn't shock me. It seems a little weird that they even teased Finn Balor for this. And then, and then the John Cena was like I mean, Roman said no, and then John Cena's like, no, I say yes. Huh, the champ is here, huh, Sharpie. I do like what he was just like, when he like, because Roman compared him to missionary sex. And he's like, you get somebody that can be this entertaining for 20 years of missionary, you got to keep them in your life. I'm like, all right, but okay. You can tell he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. And also, you can tell they don't tell him anything to say. Yeah. Because he comes off like a person. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing this will lead to Finn having a match against Cena after SummerSlam. Or maybe before. No. No? I think they changed their mind on how what direction they were doing with this build. Okay. <clears throat> that Finn was maybe going to get a match like before SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And then they just decided not to do that. Like, <laughs> not I'm to feed that... Roman Finn because yeah. you, you just fucked Finn. I'm going to guess that's what happened. But Also, though, um, I'm, I, you can also set up, uh, like, you can tease stuff like, like a face-off with Finn and Cena because Finn, last time they wrestled, Finn actually beat him. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you could tease that. It's like, have like a little backstage tension. It's like, you know, like after you win, like I want my title shot. And then. Finn beat Roman too, as well to get his initial universal title shot. Yeah, that is true. And so you can have him, like, so you already have like your September pay per view set. Like the challenger is going to be set. It's Finn, and he gets like the winner of this match. And so, like, it makes it such an easy build, and it don't have to do a championship contenders match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what else happened on this show? Oh, Baron Corbin came out, and uh, John Cena didn't recognize him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that his shirt. Like, he just like has it open. There's just like the stain gets bigger. 
I was trying to open the can on the ground and the spaghetti got on my shirt. You can't perform in bed anymore. It's just great. This, this is so good for Baron. Like, leaning into this baby face or this everyone feel bad for him thing. It's funny. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hmm. I I I think going Rob like proposed that like the moment he gets over mm-hmm. the moment he gets over as a baby face, he immediately turns on someone because he's just such an idiot yeah. that he yeah. like can't learn his lesson. Yeah. But and that's but, just like I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um uh, Bianca uh, was getting a beat down by Zelina Vega and Carmella and Sasha Banks came to help her. Uh-huh. And Bianca is the dumbest person alive for trusting her. <laughs> yeah. Sasha Banks gave her a big old hug. And then she turned on her. Of course. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get that rematch. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, At SummerSlam? I'm yeah. guessing. Oh, yeah. There's literally no one else for Bianca to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think she'll... She'll still she'll still beat her S- Sasha again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um yes. and then you'll hear whoa. Yeah, like I don't want Becky to beat Bianca. Well, she's going to SmackDown. <laughs> what if <laughs> What if what if they change her song too? Like I- didn't they've changed they changed a lot of people's songs and then like her coming back like when keith lee like showed up randomly no one just knew who it was because the song wasn't in people's heads yet well they had like basket is glory and then it was like gink, 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 gink. it was like some shitty like radio rock track 69 like you know and they're and they're fucking uh like royalty free fucking binder they have yeah uh, play, yeah play rock track 42 that's the one <laughs> Um, Rollins, her edge. He he attacked him crazy with a camera. I, I'm a, I'm actually fine with this match. This is like stuff yeah. with Edge, which is cool now because like he's out of the title picture. But like this is what you want to do, especially like when you're a retired, like not retired, but like a wrestler that doesn't have much mileage left. He came back. You go and you work with the young guys you wanted to work with, and he talked about on his podcast like ad nauseum of the people he wanted to work with, and Seth was always. Kind of towards the top of the list. They have a history. Mm-hmm. It's an easy story to build off of. And I think the match will probably be pretty good. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Seth doesn't wrestle as much as, like, he doesn't wrestle every week. And when Makes I him feel special, right? When I see him, like, I, I've i been one of those people who's like, yeah, whatever, Seth, whatever. And then you see him wrestle again, and it's like, oh, fuck, he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's like, he... Cause like I love I love the indie stuff, but he's like the perfect blend of that and the WWE style, where it's like it's not as cool as NXT, but it is fits on the main roster. But he could go to NXT and kill it too. He and he and AJ are the two that have translated the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, Edge will kind of slow him down a little bit. Yeah. As far as that, because that's the Edge match. We all know the Edge match. Yeah. It's it's slow. It's a very story type driven match, but then when he does hit his cool stuff, it'll like pop out super hard. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna break his neck again with that curb stomp. 
I'm gonna curb stomp him in the dick. <laughs> the dick stomp. Uh, Rey Mysterio beat Jimmy. With a little cheat and help from Dominic. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's just an eye for an eye. Yeah. So you know what that means? They're gonna they're gonna take his other eye now. <laughs> I was gonna say is Dominic's just learned learned from his dad, you know, Eddie. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Learn him studying tapes of his dad. Well, uh, this is a tangent. Why are people hating on Eddie Guerrero? Or was it just one person? Uh, one one person. <laughs> one person did, and then everybody else hated on them. Yeah. Was was it like a person? Was it just a fan? Yeah, it was a nobody. Okay, yeah. okay. I wasn't sure if it was someone like backstage. It's like, don't say anything about him. <laughs> no, it was just it was a it was a nobody who like, and it got some traction. Yeah, this is such a bad. Take. <laughs> uh, Biggie, Cesaro, and Shinsuke uh, beat Apollo Crews and the Dirty Dogs. The Dirty Dogs. And yeah, Shin- Shinsuke. Pinned Apollo, so that looks like our our IC title match for for SummerSlam. You know what? Let's give the king the let's give the king the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Actually, I think they're they, going to. They haven't done enough with Apollo with the with the title, and it's at the point where it's like let's just move on and like maybe circle back around to it. Yeah, at another time, but it's just like let's just freshen this up a little bit. Yeah, and, and I think uh, uh, a babyface title reign for Shinsuke will be cool. Mm-hmm. Especially because like it seems like the King stuff, especially because because the entrance with Boogs and also Pat McAfee <laughs> works so well. It's just super hype and people love it. So yeah. Also, and then fucking just Big E isn't isn't he great? Yeah. I can't I can't wait for for that for that title reign. Um, like, he, he's see he's not gonna cash in on the. Uh, for the world championship, though, he's, he uh, said on his podcast that he's cashing in to get his name back. Yeah. <laughs> to get Langston back. If you ever listen to the New Day podcast, um, it's great because he goes on tangents about the name Langston every fucking week. Mm. It, it is the best. And, and uh, I love learning about people's dynamics and like Kofi's the weird one of the group. <laughs> Kofi's a psychopath. Like he's the one who gets mad and swears the most when he's like the most family man of them. Yeah, yeah. and also like he's the one that like has always appealed to the kids the most. <laughs> and then... um, I I love like so I hadn't listened to that show in a long time and I like recently started listening again. And I love that Dan Reichert is their producer because Dan Reichert is like one of my favorite video game personalities. Oh, okay. And he also he so and he wrestles like. Um, or like used to like do wrestling. Like he he would like appear on like um, podcasts like with the with the McElroys and stuff like back and like for Polygon back in the day when he was at Giant Bomb. Oh, so, like, okay. Like I love that he he ended up getting this job. It's perfect. Like he's because he does video game stuff and he rest like he's done wrestling stuff. Interesting. I didn't <laughs> know that. that. I just thought he was. You know that. I just thought he was their white friend. I just no, thought like, he was just I, some podcast guy like for the company. Mm-hmm. No, he I think he just he got that job like um like because he of his experience like he it's literally perfect for that job. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm guessing Xavier like knew about his like video game stuff like already. So Oh my. Yeah, I mean fuck, he fucking apparently was known for Holding video game signs based on Waluigi at WWE pay-per-views. Tight. 
Nice. I wish I was known for that. That's a cool thing to be known for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, NXT. Let's talk about it. All right. Break it down. Um, um, I'm just going to go in order Um, of this thing. Yes. Breaking fucking news. CM Punk not signed. Bray Wyatt was just released. Oh. Whoa. Okay, then. That's, uh, yeah, that's some big news. That just happened right now. Um, so, okay. So that means they can stop with the fiend shit with Alexa? Because it's not building to anything? I I don't know. I thought they were just waiting. I don't know. Maybe he wanted his release. I'm guessing so. I think, I mean, there were things out there that said, uh, the Brody Lee stuff hit him really hard. Yeah. Um, and Holy shit. Wow. That's wild. I wonder if he's going to stop or I don't want him to go to AEW. No, (laughs) that's wild. Yeah. Like I, I literally just pulled this up too. And like, Ross from Cultaholic, I think, has the the perfect take on this. I hope he's doing okay. Yep. Like, yep. Like that's the biggest thing about all this. Like, I, yeah. I hope, I hope he has the support he needs through all this. Like, you know, like I know he's got, you know, he's got JoJo and his kids and stuff. The, but the, like, the I, way that the way that they said, like WWE's come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt, like. I don't know the word. That sounds like him. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he requested it. Yeah. I mean, they probably, he probably saw where the Fiend stuff was going and was like, I created this cool thing and y'all fucked it up. I don't even think that, I just don't think like he's. I I think his his heart's not in it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think. And they they gave him the the Future Endeavors line. They don't, they don't do that when the, when there's bad blood. Yeah. Um, Man. Yeah. I just, I hope he's doing okay. Like he, he obviously wasn't. So, yeah, there's, there's got to be yeah, there's got to be something more to this, and yeah, I just hope that uh, uh, Wyndham Rotunda is doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Wow. That's some breaking. I don't remember what we're talking about. Uh, uh, we, we just started, started NXT. NXT. It was actually the okay. perfect time for a segue, uh, or uh, you know, a, a kind of breaking breaking news. Um, That's right. We're a news podcast now. Yep. Yeah, we're breaking stuff. Yeah. You'll hear about it after you before you listen to this, but whatever. Uh, hey, you got you got to hear live reactions. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, I'm just gonna go in the order of this. Uh, the main event was Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. I mean, it was gonna be great, and it was. Yep, and it was. I love I love Big Adam Cole, Big Austin Jenkins. I I. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites, one of my top guys, one of the top in my head. Mm-hmm. Expect that Bronson Reed call up at some point soon. Yeah. Um, he uh, then Cool Kyle came out and uh, threw him on the stairs. Yeah, I gave him that brain buster on the stairs. So, so Kyle's getting his edge, and uh, he is he's becoming bad. Is Cole gonna be babyface? Or is they you know, this are is, they just grumpy the, guys? Blood this feud. This is to give this is to give Kyle that little bit of an edge, you know. 
You got He can't be the dorky guy in the fedora and his little bam 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 song. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. He should. He should come out to uh, to ride the lightning. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was a cool thing about the GCW pay-per-view is because they don't care about licensing. Uh, Nick Gage coming out for him to for. F- Nick Gage coming out to For Whom the Bell Tolls, it rocked. Um, uh, Samoa Joe um, uh, put in his letter of resignation. He's quitting as a... Uh, he's, got a he's got a three-step plan. Yeah, but the best thing is he came I, out I, and he was just like, Karrion Cross. I love the way his voice is. He's so good at using it. Also, I I love that it was like we've seen so many different contract segments and this, this, and that. This one was, all right, Regal, come out here. <laughs> I, I, I'm resigning as the enforcer. He sets up his active. He sets up the active roster, and then you're giving me a title match. Regal's like, all right, and it was done so quick. Yeah, and it was like cool. <laughs> and he sets up his own table. What a nice guy! And he's like, I know you wanted to fire Karrion Cross, but I want to fight him. I take over. He's like, I've got a better plan. So we're going to have three-step process. We're going to have Joe be the champion, and then we're going to see all those matches that were teased his first couple weeks. That's going to be very sick. And it'll make him the first three-time NXT champion, so that'll be cool. Yeah. You know what I would love? I would love Pete Dunne to get it. Because he's been NXT champion, right? Or was no? no? He was just UK. UK forever? Okay. I would love for him to get a run with it, just because I don't know. He hasn't had it yet. I don't know. Yeah, he's one of like he's one of the only like top guys that hasn't like and and is absolutely deserving of it. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, that match is gonna be cool. I hope Samojo just decimates him. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think that this is absolutely our best shot of getting like a really cool NXT style match out of Karrion Cross. Yeah, yeah. Because like Joe can get a match out of any, literally anyone. So yeah, oh, Joe can do so many different styles. That guy. That's another one that you were, we were talking about, Seth and AJ. Joe, for whatever reason, just whatever he does, always translates so well, and it doesn't matter where. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. he, he is just so good at everything. Um, so yeah, I'm I want excited. eventually down the line. I would love to see Joe and Taz on commentary together, but like battling each other, like talking shit to each other while also doing commentary. Yeah, I mean that that'd be sick. Joe is like is so similar to Taz in so many ways. Like he he's the next like next coming of Taz. <laughs> like he like. Even in ring, he was like an updated version of Taz, and then on the mic, he's an updated version of Taz. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, um, Josh Briggs versus uh, Carmelo Hayes in the breakout tournament. The big star out of all of this is one Duke Hudson. <laughs> ah, you see, he came out on commentary, saved the show. <laughs> no, uh, this match is just a very green match. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are it, it breakout was, stars. It was it was just a little it was a little green, a little boring. It wasn't like bad, but uh, I think the right person won. I think Carmelo Hayes should win the whole thing. 
Well, it's but, gonna be Odyssey Jones or Duke Hudson. It's gonna be it's gonna be Duke Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like he they love giving like things like this to kinda boring um heels that need something. Zach Gibson winning the second UK tournament. Yeah. You know? That's like, a really good example. Yeah, he needs like, you need something to have a character with. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like L.A. Knight was really boring until he got that title, mm-hmm. or until he had a reason, something to fight for. I guess he was just talking and talking and saying nothing, and then he had something to talk about, and then he was great. Got something here worth fighting for. That's Ghost Inside song. Oh, I only know. I don't even remember any words from them. Faith and forgiveness. Yeah. Um. Uh, Casey Kenzaro and Caden Carter uh, fought so Frankie Mono and Jesse Kamea. I didn't see this. The 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 backstage promo they had and Frankie Mono at the end was like they're so annoying. I'm like, yeah, she's right. Yeah, it's true. He does that make good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think also it doesn't like Casey's voice is very mousy sounding. Hey, hey guys. It's like um, she sounds like a preschool don't... teacher. Don't don't get a vaccination. <laughs> don't mask up. Don't mask up. Uh, make sure to riot <laughs> and uh, storm storm the capital. Yeah, Casey. None of those are good things. Yeah. Oh. You, yes. What happened? No, just that. Oh, oh. That's, oh. Just the, that's oh, the response. I thought there was more news. No. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, there was a hit row thing that wasn't on the Hulu cut. Uh, it was very good. They spoke a lot of Spanish uh, towards Legado del Fantasma. Uh, B-Fab is apparently fluent, and that was pretty sick. Yeah. Tight. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. The big the big thing. Um, the big in? Yeah. Uh, Dakota finally turned on Raquel. I, I, I like the promo that Dakota cut. Um, it's like, as long as you have me by your side, like you'll always be champion. Yeah. And then fucking kicks her. Yep. Um, Dakota still is not was, believable. Was that a Haluva kick? Was that Sami Zayn's kick? That's it. Is it similar? Yes. Okay. It's similar. Yeah. Um, the difference is where you're, where they're running from. Oh, okay. Haluva kicks diagonal. Okay. And her, her... Her, I don't remember what she used to call it. It used to be her finisher. It's around the ring, like around the corner, the side. Oh, okay, okay. And so she'll catch the side of your face. Sammy catches the front of your face. Okay, okay. The face, it's a face <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, what did they call it before? Like either the mafia kick or the yakuza kick. Mm. And so um, that happened. Um, it's cool. Fans went crazy. Uh, I still don't buy Dakota as a. Viable challenger for most things. Yeah, all all from the fucking Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Still, that 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 set her back more than anything has a wrestler in a long time that I could remember. <laughs> she was such a geek, just like cowering in the corner, just like oh shit, don't hurt me. It was a very it was a very sub dumb uh, storyline to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's true, but. But yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I don't believe that she'll take it off, but she will. Or will someone else step in? I don't know what's going to happen. You want to take it off, take it off. Stop it. I mean, 
Vince, Vince is very obsessed with um, just pillaging NXT right now. So I could see Raquel getting a call up. Mm-hmm. Same here. Mm-hmm. When the the reality is, it should be Dakota losing and getting a call up. Like that's she's talented enough, and she's a person who could use a reboot. So like, just send her up there. Like, even if she's never hits on the main roster, at least she's a like a good hand. <laughs> uh, Peter Dune and Oni Lorcan versus Timmy Thasher and uh, Tommy Chomper. I absolutely love this match. Yeah. Because it is just a mean guy tag match. It was just mean and then was just hitting each other. People are this is something that Brian Alvarez noted and I always talk about. Oh, this we didn't too. talk about oh never mind, keep going. Um I um people are hitting the ropes again. Like they're actually like if you ever watch like an Undertaker match, like when he like you see, like, that flying clothesline. He would, like, almost leave his feet as he's bouncing into those ropes mm-hmm. and put all his body weight instead of just kind of running and touching your shoulder on him. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people do that these days, and it annoys me because, like, it's – like, then what's the point of you, like, actually running back? You're not getting ricocheted off of him, whereas, like, Taker, Shawn Michaels, Brett, Scott Hall, like, all those guys would actually go back into the ropes, so that's what's shooting them out of it. Yeah. These guys were hitting the ropes, and mm-hmm. I was so happy. It's these little things that make me just fucking stoked on wrestling. And I just like the thing is just because I've, I've been watching for so long, and I I accidentally made you notice something with like when somebody's looking at the referee. Yep. On a two count, and so like when you see somebody not do that, I always get so stoked. I'm like fuck yeah! Like you're, it's like you're actually letting me like believe that either this is gonna be a real finish. Because you're not going to kick out, or you're just good at false finishes, and so it's great. Mm-hmm. It lets me live in the moment a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recently speaking on that. It's very random, but I recently realized how good Switchblade is at not looking on those false finishes. It's one of those things. Like, man, that guy is so good. Like, he's he's another Randy Orton, by the way. He's like he actually would do yeah. really well in WWE if he was a little bit bigger. Because, like, he wrestles kind of like an Edge style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mixed with New Japan, which yeah. is wild. <laughs> yeah, but it's like his match layout is very, like, Edge. It's slow. It is, like, it's him, like, finding reversals out of things and being crafty. And, wow, he's very smooth and fluid, but sometimes it looks like he's, like, sleeping through a match, even though he's not. Mm-hmm. He's just good. Yeah. I like yeah. that comparison. That was That was nice. Yeah. And then uh, after this match, we got the the big return we've all been waiting for. Hell yeah! No no legs no legs himself, Rich Holland. <laughs> he looks like if you like if you like a like you know like when little kids draw things like very small kids and they're like one step out of drawing a stick figure, but like for a human body they just do like a circle, and then like mm. then two stick legs. That's Rich. Uh, and they. I, I forgot how bad his injury was until, like, I was listening to a recap of this, and they, like, I'm going and Rod's talking about, like, he dislocated his knee and broke his other ankle. <laughs> Jesus, his legs just disintegrated. His legs disintegrated. It's like somebody uh, let a bomb off, like, his legs, like, go! Yeah. <laughs> He's been gone for nine months, like, and apparently he had a kid in that time, so that's, like... Way to be, uh, way to be productive. Yeah. 
Yeah. I broke my legs. Better get down to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes went golfing. I absolutely love these segments. It's great. I, and fuck grizzled young veterans golfing. There was so good. Just and I, I love that you can tell that L.A. Knight, like the actual guy, he cannot golf <laughs> to save his life. Yeah. Like he, he, you can tell he he does not golf, and it it was fantastic. And this Cameron Grimes, I've been washing your balls for for thirty minutes. That is such a Triple H fucking joke. You know him, fucking Sean, and like Road Dog, like or oh just my, in the back, such just DX like humor. <laughs> is washing balls. He's <laughs> such like fucking kielbasa. They made it DX. They made humor. it look like he was cranking it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they when DX came back in 06 and they were fighting the McMahons and the Spirit Squad and they like filled like Mr. McMahon's like office or something like with roosters because he loves cocks. Yeah. And then they also Exactly. They also had the um like a like the promo where they're parodying the McMahons and he was like saying that he loves dicks and he was like dick like like Dick Ebersole, like Dick Clark. He's like, hell, I, he's like, I love them all. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Spot, just literally spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, like, Triple H wrote this joke. <laughs> um, uh, Candace and Johnny uh, were mad that Austin Theory ran away from home. And he was so sad. He went like this and nobody was there. Yeah. How um, did they make how do they turn Austin Theory face out of all things? <laughs> <laughs> like he made like there's sympathy there. I'm like, oh that, like he just wants like his buddy and they don't care about him. He just got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Um and then Indy got a present from Dexter Loomis and um uh want, he wants to be part of the way. He wants to be part of the family. And Johnny's like, no, no can't and uh then love, love him or leave him match yeah so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a match indie indie booked a match <laughs> where it's loomis versus johnny next week and if um loomis wins uh he gets to be part of the family if johnny wins indy can't talk to him anymore <laughs> yeah this is the most aew stipulation nxt has ever done <laughs> yeah um but yeah, there's Johnny says so much in like a little bit um, that like it's just it's impossible to recap. Like he they he is so funny. And I remember when he first came to NXT and I was like, this motherfucker can't talk. And now he's one of my favorite people to hear talk. He's incredible. And ever since they've turned heel, I want a super cut of all the vignettes that they have done because it's it's maybe might be my favorite story in WWE, even though it's so low level. It's just fun. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Like it w- if they ever, if, I mean, they will eventually Johnny will turn face again. Yeah. I'm so worried about him immediately being terrible on the mic again. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Fight for a fall- for the Fallen. Um, we forgot that oh. Zoe Stark went up to 
Io Shirai and was like, we should be friends. And Io was like, no. And then she's like, come on. And she's like, okay. And that was, <laughs> that was the That was it. I mean, that that might be why I didn't bring it up. No, but I just wanted to know, like, like, what's the kind of the plan, I guess, for these tag team titles? Like, where are they going? I don't know. Because, they don't know. Yeah, I don't think they... I mean, is Jesse Kamea and Frankie Monet going to beat them? Is Casey, the Casey's going to beat them? Are those the only teams that are there right now? Uh, Candace and Indy, but they just won. They, they, yeah, so, yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Let's talk about Five for the Fallen. Um, the show started with a 10-man tag team match. The Elite versus uh, Hangman and the Dark Order. Some of them. Yeah, Hang- Hangman is full on Dark Order now. Yeah. He came out. They had that cool cowboy vignette. Oh, that was such a cool vignette. And I liked, like, the little, like, everybody's standing there in, like, their different gear. And then, like, little cowboy guys still behind him. It's like, everybody's cowboy. <laughs> and I don't, they had all the spotlights when, during their entrance. Did you notice there was an extra, an extra spotlight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Brody. Yeah. Is, is is very good um, stuff like that's just super cool like the entrance itself like when hangman came out like the energy was just so big and then like when they pose all in the ring and like they're all doing the dark order so he did the guns and everybody's just fucking it was like this is go time mm-hmm. mm. um then the elite came out god the elite squad yeah they're so good at making me hate them so this much this was a really well done tie-in to something that they were forced to do for a movie Mm -hmm. um and it just fits with them so much yeah um i loved watching kenny and the bucks try to dribble basketballs (laughs) yeah i it's one of my favorite things is watching athletic people who've never played basketball try to play basketball you could could tell matt has because like he was dribbling pretty well (laughs) kenny looked like gabe when gabe you said like in gym class it It was was so and that the alley-oop um uh melzer driver thing they did the outside like Kenny looks so unsure of himself, like throwing that alley oop. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they had a little tie in. They came out to the 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 y'all ready for this song. Um, I was I was stoked on that. Yeah, it was, and it, they and they announced them all. It's like you know, like at guard, you know, he's you know from Tokyo, Japan, like Carl Anderson. Yeah, like shit like that. Gallows had sixty nine on his thing. Uh, uh, of course, one of the Jacksons had seven seven seven. Oh my god, that was Nick. <laughs> Remember when Underoath's website was underoath seven 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 dot com? Yep, I do actually. Yep. And now they're not Christian, and they say the f word. Yeah. Also, how? Are Matt and Nick not twins? How they look? They look like identical twins. Because they were born in a different times. I know, but like <laughs> most brothers don't look that much alike. They look as much alike as Jimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So the elite won, and the stipulation of this was that the Dark Order would get a tag title match, and Hangman would get a title match if they won. And they lost. So does that mean they're changing plans because of people coming? Yes. Is Daniel Bryan going to get that title? I don't know who's get. I don't think they're going to get the title right off. I I hope that the plan is still that Hangman gets it. 
but that they're just taking a detour for these new arrivals. Because, like, God, they have such a good story built up. <laughs> yep. And, like, if they wait another year for it, God. They've, then they've waited too long. Yeah, because he can't keep budding around with the Dark Order and, like, just bumbling around. He needs the title soon. Mm-hmm. And I think that they still have done an oak. A good story, like, they, they can use this as a step along the story because of the way Kenny used the titles. Mm-hmm. So Kenny missed a shot with the tag title, the title that they had together, mm-hmm. and then hit him with the world title. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's still a step you can use, right? It, but if they wait too long, then it's like, man, then basically they're ring of honoring themselves where yes. every single ring of honor champion ever you, had you it. got that it. Video one, too, yeah. Yeah. Got it one year too late. So, like, at least one year too late. Every single Ring of Honor champion ever. The 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 first time that Hangman came out and like faced off with Kenny, and the fans were there, and it was like electric. I I remember I was texting Brady, and I'm like, they like I don't care what the plan is at all out. This guy needs to win. Like this like you don't stretch it out any farther. Yep. Like it needs to be it needs to be there. Because right now, like, you have fans back there excited, and they found somebody that they want. And if you stretch it out, what's going to happen? This happens in every company where you start bringing these other guys in um, that are big names and stuff. These homegrown guys that you were once working on as big projects are going to get pushed down the cart. Yep. And so, I mean, if you look at what happened to Sting in 94 when Hogan and Mm. Savage came in and all this. Sting went from world champion, like, oh, we got to get the title on Ric Flair so we can get on Hogan. Then all of a sudden, Sting's getting pushed down the card a little bit. So wait, so wait, AEW might be actually doing WCW booking. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and like, I understand it because, like, Brian and Punk are big names, but you have to finish this one out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, you don't have to have them come in and want the world title. Like, Daniel Bryan talked about it ad nauseum. He just wants, like, especially in this later part in his career, he just wants to like wrestle different people, and so you can just say, "Hey, I'm here just to wrestle every person I can." And you start putting them, him against like lower level guys, and that brings them up. And the next thing you know, like people care about Lee Johnson, you know. Mm-hmm. I always, or, you know, Jungle Boy, against Jungle Man, yeah. <laughs> jungle, jung, the Jungleman versus <laughs> versus versus Brian, Brian. Big Bri. Yeah. What if his name is just Brian Brian when he comes over there? It's like, I'll do that one, uh, American Isle, Philip Phillips. <laughs> so this is a weird analogy I'm going to make <laughs> for the hangman thing. Uh, a few months back, um, acquaintance of the show, Miguel, <laughs> bought a giant like prime rib and stuff to do a dry aging thing at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did it, and I, I think like normally you want to go like 30, 45 days. Mm-hmm. So he did that, but he was like, well, I'm gonna, I was reading some more, and that if you go a little bit longer, the taste can be better. And so he waited, I think, like two months. Jesus. But in that time, he said, he's like, I wasted, I had to cut so much of it off that in that time I lost so much meat that it wasn't even worth it and the difference of flavor anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going to do here mm-hmm. is you're going to lose. You're going to be getting all these fans who are so invested right now. And you then you bring in these shiny new toys and it's like, oh, well, I guess I don't really care as much about Hangman because like we got punk now. 
and he's fighting Kenny, and that's cool. Or we got Brian, and he's fighting Kenny, and that's cool. Like, these are dream matches. And then, then when you finally go with Hangman, let's just say, like, at Revolution in February or, like, Full Gear in November, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. He won. Yay. But it just doesn't fucking hit the way it should. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you want to get two pops? Like, have him win and then have Punk come out. Like... You and you don't spoil either. Like well, Punk both Punk the, already has a challenger. MJF. You, no, it's Darby. Yeah, Dar- Darby. But also, Darby may have been calling out Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan also used to call himself the best wrestler in the world. Or Shane McMahon. Or Shane McMahon. But that's the match we all want to see. Two people who just want to die. Because because MJF when he was uh, this week on Fight for the Fall when he came out to talk with Jericho, he was quoting the first part of the pipe bomb promo. Oh, because he was hmm. like, "Chris Jericho, as you're lying there, hopefully in most pain as possible. I want you to understand something." Oh, like that, was, that was Punk's like, you know, John Cena, as you're lying there. Yeah, and he was doing the like the, the exact same pointing gesture. Interesting. Like, <laughs> Man, now I actually do want to see a Darby versus Shane McMahon match. <laughs> Curse you for putting that in my mind. What if he did, though? What if Shane showed up? He's like, fuck you, Dad. I'm done. There, that would there be is, hilarious. There is there is a con on on the contract, but it's Nick Con. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Pack was being interviewed. Uh, the Lucha Brothers were at the airport, but uh, Andrade and Chavo canceled their car. <laughs> I was hoping Man. that I was hoping he'd show up with a different Guerrero this week. Yeah, it's like he shows up with Shawl Guerrero. Shawl <laughs> Guerrero shows up shows up with um. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Rusev Day. Um, oh, Aiden English. Aiden English. He's he's married into the family. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, also, Hector Guerrero could have showed up with uh, Hector. He was a, a gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker oh, okay. and the uh, cameraman who did not catch Undertaker. No, that was Sim Snuka. Oh, that's Sim Snuka? Okay. Yeah, it's Jimmy Snuka's son. Um, we had some Team Taz stuff. Yeah. Brian Cage did stuff. Um, oh, he beat up a band. That's rude. Um, and then Beat poor Jake Manning. Then Hiroshi Tanahashi shows up on a video screen, challenging the winner of the United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, for so, for IWGP. Yeah, it's a, so they're doing it at the New Japan Show Resurgence. Uh, okay, it's a, yeah, but it's still cool, like. Even though we obviously want more, like, we want Tanahashi on AEW, obviously. Like, we want, like, that's the kind of cool thing we want to see from this partnership. But it's so cool to see, like, cross-promotion going on at all. Like, because it's, it's still such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Some like, synergy. Yeah. Uh, we had F- So, uh, oh. Tanahashi's knees. Just, I just hope, <laughs> like, uh, he... Like I, I saw, I saw a little bit from the Hishingo match, and just like, God, why can't they just let his knees have a break? <laughs> yeah, like just give, just give him some time. Give his knees some time off in these matches. Every story for the last five years has been his knees. <laughs> Zach, did you ever get into South Park? <laughs> yes, I did. Do you remember the episode where Kyle wanted to be tall? 
Yes. And he yes. got the balls in his knees, and then they exploded. Yes. That's going to happen to Tanahashi. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> God. Uh, FT- My head's in a weird spot. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, FTR versus Proud and Powerful. Uh, apparently, uh, Cash almost died. Yeah. He, he cut his arm. He like, got a bad arm cut just from the post. But I think it like got like a like an artery or something because there was a lot of blood, Jesus. and so like they like had him like there like probably just keeping pressure on it. But because Dax even posted something, he's like he's like don't like, try to email me to find out what happened when I was just worried about my friend bleeding out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I hope Proud and Powerful win the tag titles in that New York show, but I know they won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know who's going to take it off the books. I mean, it should should have been Dark Order <laughs> same night as as Hangman <laughs> won the title. But um um Britt Baker talked backstage uh said she made Nyla Rose tap with a broken wrist. Um I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. They, then they had uh, Julia Hart versus Thunder Rosa, and fucking Jim Ross called Julia Hart green on commentary. Jesus, Gee, Christ! It's like she's a little what the boys call green. <laughs> it's like God damn it, dude. Well, okay, Oster, I want I want to know what you think. So wrong. She's green. She's greener than grass. Have you watched wrestling? I was in mid south. Well, you got to promote. You got to promote the wrestlers on your show and talk positively I'll, about them. I'll promote Chris Jericho and Christian and Big Show and Mark Henry. And Randy the, Orton. The, the WWE champion, Kenny Omega. <laughs> I forgot who it was, but did either of you see the spot on Dark Elevation recently where a guy tried to do a like twisting off the top rope headbutt and just literally landed head first in, in the mat? Because I would really enjoy to know, like knowing what Jim Ross said about that. Look, looks like you missed the mark on that one. <laughs> but it it was the worst botch I've seen in a long time. Like he literally tries to do like a, a like twisting like backflip, like twisting moonsault into a headbutt. I guess literally landed head first straight down into the mat. Yeah, and it was Ouch. like a really green wrestler that they just put on elevation. It's just like. AEW, maybe you should get some more oversight, <laughs> mm-hmm. like in people that, in what you're letting people do yeah. on your show. Probably, yeah, cause, especially because he like one day, like especially if it's an unsigned guy, you'll get somebody who tries that, but then gets real hurt, and then the uh, the blood's on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's gonna be like the fucking the the rocker dropper situation, or the where uh, guy literally gets paralyzed. Yeah, or when Triple H fucking broke that guy's neck with that pedigree. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is a tangent before I forget. Uh, they're making a scripted series about the uh, steroid trial case. Oh, yeah, it's gonna Blumhouse. be. It's gonna be scripted. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a, like yeah, it's a TV show. It's like, gonna be like the OJ one with Cuba. Oh, uh, okay. I wonder, um, I want to know who's going to play Vince. I'm so stoked. There's only one person that can play me, and it's my son. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> I hope it's like John Hamm or something. <laughs> something just weird. 
But it's like a lot of actors might want to separate themselves from the story because it's all about how WWE beat the law. But apparently they didn't the they didn't have a case in the first it really, place. It, tr- it truly was a case of the government overstepping. Yeah. But it's still going to be straight up propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> And then that video I mean, clip he, of... He was doing exactly what they said he was doing. Yeah. They just didn't have the case for it. Like, <laughs> they just... They, they went after, like, something they knew was happening, but they didn't have evidence about. Yeah. Like, and they just... They messed up that case. And it has made WWE invincible since then. Yep. There's, like, two different cases that have made them invincible, and that's one of them. The other one was the... Uh, like well, I think it was with Raven about like the um class like worker classification. Oh, mm-hmm. and so that's oh yeah, because didn't someone like step in or something? They just won. Oh okay. It, it was the wrong pe- the wrong cases have been brought against this company every time that there's been like cases brought against them. Mm-hmm. When like there's legitimate good versions of those cases that could have been brought and it like has set precedent now, like in the court of law that's made them like invincible. Yeah, yeah. Jerry McDevitt just goes, well, look what was already decided here wasn't overturned, and so in the case that happened, you know, in 1994 or 93 or whatever, like we won. So hmm. like this is what you guys decide. This is what the law decided. Yeah. Also, there was a video of Stephanie floating around comparing the steroid trial to 9-11. Oh, yeah, that's an old one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great one, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Tony Schiavone announced uh, AEW Rampage, the first one on August 20th. It'll be in Live. Chicago, the first dance. So, like, so Rampage is like a big show. It's going to be like their their other TV show. Okay, so like their SmackDown, kind of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The Thunder. <clears throat> well, Fridays are a hard day for me to watch wrestling, but I will try to watch this one. Um, it's interest. Fridays is an interesting choice because mm-hmm. SmackDown's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be on after SmackDown, like the the, the time slot for it. Is late. It's still just like, who's ready for four hours? Yeah, it's like you want fucking sixty hours of wrestling a week. Fuck. Yeah. And like, yeah, I I just don't know. Like, yeah, the retention of people watching SmackDown, then turn, you know, flipping the channel, and then like the way weekends happen. Like, man, if you don't watch Rampage, like it's gonna be so easy for people to just lose that. Mm-hmm. Like. Because they go, you go do stuff on the weekend and you're you're busy and then like Monday comes around oh it's time for RAW yeah you know yeah like are you gonna like go back and watch that show like after the weekend if you miss it well the first one they're teasing Punk so people will oh, yeah. watch I, it I, people will watch the first one <laughs> people have watched the first episodes of lots of things that's true yeah. uh Hikuleo. Versus Lance Archer. That match happened. Yeah, it, Lance. It was a fine. It was a fine big boy match. Lance Archer is not exciting enough to pull a great match out of Hikuleo. Yeah, but Hikuleo is still green. He's, he's a little green, as the boys say in the back. <laughs> Sauce it. 
Um, someone goes decides to interview Cody and Gorilla, and he's about to say, uh, "So you know, in the world today," <laughs> and then Malachi Black comes in God. to shut him up. I don't want to hear his opinions on the world today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly, um, this is so. The whole black and white thing of this is so obvious. I, um, I just, I, I wish it, like, wish it was as cool as they think it is. Yeah, because like when when Undertaker and Sean did it, it was fucking sick. Yeah, but there were two people love Undertaker and Sean. Yeah, I don't think exactly. pe- people don't love Cody. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. but they're they're gonna have their match next week, right? Uh yes, uh, yeah. and then they're gonna, and then they'll probably I think that have a feud. Also called homecoming. Yes, that's why I was confused about the GCW one. There's like three homecomings. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, TNA also has homecoming coming up. It's and Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria homecoming. Yeah, mm-hmm. high schools. <laughs> high schools. Yeah, all high schools should sue wrestling. <laughs> Um, Fuck you The case of high schools Versus wrestling (laughs) Wrestling wins Thanks Jerry McDivitt Uh, Christian Cage And Jurassic Express Versus the Hardy Family Office Uh, I hate the Hardy Family Office So much Yeah it has fucking private party in it So it's dog shit and then it's it's just it's just boring. It sucks. Yeah, Matt Hardy I'm, I'm sucks. Just, I'm just waiting for Christian to turn on Jungle Man. Yeah. Uh, that's just all. I'm, that's literally all I'm waiting for because then at least Christian may get a little interesting. Uh, but Blade came out uh, and beat Christian up. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we got we got a Nick Gage vignette in AEW, and. He didn't swear. <laughs> it was. No. I wonder how many takes that. <laughs> Probably. I, I said three. Yeah. It's just like, it's so weird seeing him that because most of his promos are filmed on a cellular phone, like in front of on a bridge <laughs> in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And like, he was just like, he, he said all his stuff and that was cool. It was pretty cool. I'm uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy for him. But yeah, Julia Hart versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, Thunder Rosa was finally signed, so this match was different than all of the other matches she's had, or something. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like for for such a big episode. Of AEW, like, they why is... They don't give a fuck about the women's <laughs> They Uh-oh. don't. Like, it's so transparent. Yep. It's like, it's like SmackDown yesterday was, like, highlighted by the return of Sasha, and that was the main event. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like they're setting up, like, one of the big, like the one of the bigger matches on SummerSlam is going to be the Bianca-Sasha rematch. And yeah. then on this, we get, like, a three-minute Julia Hart gets squashed by Thunder Rosa match. Yeah. Also, can she have that name? She's what? not part of the Hart family. I mean, I'm guessing it's just her real name. Well, that's disrespectful. Disrespectful to Brett. The yeah. Rock wouldn't take kindly to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, This might have been one of my favorite parts of the show was John Moxley's promo. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Just it was a good promo. He's just a good talker. Yeah, I like when he got his deep voice, like he does when he's trying to be sexual in oral sessions. Oral sessions. Just like you you talking about forbidden doors? I don't uh, I don't care about doors. I'm the forbidden yeah. door. I'm a door. They just said forbidden doors so much. Yeah. He's but you like challenged Tanahashi? Have they ever fought? No. That that's cool. I just love I love that he's out of all the ex WWE guys, he seems to be thriving the most. And he deserves yeah. it. It's because it's because he was a he was a name before, but then really kind of found himself. Yeah. And so like, like he, he like to me makes sense because like he always seemed like there was just like something he couldn't do in the Fed. Yeah. And now he can. It's like okay, cool. Like he's somebody that like I don't know. Like, I think is like being able to spread his wings and fly. He was able to to do well, unlike a guy like Sean Spears, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's main event time. Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho. The pain maker. Yeah. Oh. Did did Nick Gage he didn't come out did he just not come out to anything really? It was just a whatever song? Yeah, it was just a a try and track that Mikey Ruckus wrote. Okay. Um for a death match on live television, it was very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, they gimmicked a few things. Yeah, and I mean, Jericho bled. Jericho took some shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, the best part of the match was uh when uh he took a pit. Nick Gage took a pizza cutter to his head, and then they cut to a Domino's commercial. That was great. And now Domino's is mad. Yeah, Domino's got a little mad. <laughs> But like, P- hey, we don't agree with this. Uh, but PBR wants to take Domino's slot on TNT. <laughs> I don't think it's it's all it's all it's all work though because P- isn't PBR owned by like Miller? Probably. Uh, probably yeah, and like, uh, yeah, PBR like that's just a social media person who yeah is like just running with stuff and. Like knows that doesn't matter what they say. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the match ended with one of the shittiest Judas, Judas effects I've ever seen. Um, that's the thing that made me mad. <laughs> he barely hit him, but that's a thing. Um, yeah. and so, um, Nick Gage doesn't get paid by MJF. Um, I doubt Nick Gage will return. We'll see. Uh, oh no, but. Like, honestly, this was a lot of people's. This was like Kit Child's first death match. Like, because it, it was on national TV at, like, here it ends at 8 p.m., so it's not on super late. So, like, kids who love AEW saw a death match, and that's, that's a they little crazy. A of, they saw a lot of blood. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot mm. of blood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see if it's, it's the red equals green era again, like it was back when we were young. Red equals green, brother. Uh, but MJF comes out and announces labor number three. The fucking juice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get juicy. Hoovy. Hooven to Guerrera. 
Um, I don't know anything about him. I don't know his name because Hooventude's a cool name. I guess he's Jericho's like big, big rival in WCW. That's yeah, one of them. And then um, and I, I am, I'm real excited just because I met Hoovy a couple years ago. Yeah, at a prestige show, bought a mask from him. Hell yeah, signed it. He was just drinking PBRs because his gimmick table is right by the bar. Tight. He's a fucking brother. <laughs> Is yeah. So it's Guerrero, not Guerrero. He's not in the family, right? No. Correct. Okay. Okay. He also one yeah. time did a bunch of drugs in Australia and was subdued by the cops naked. Tight. Um. As um, I would definitely recommend just look up like best of Hooventude from WCW. Go watch some of that stuff. It's it's all great. Okay. Like, he, he's wonderful. Cool. Um, I'm yeah. I'm excited. What do you think three and four are gonna be? I don't know because they have all been like Nick Gage was shocking. I mean, Hooventude is shocking. Like I, I think I, they almost and the same, like depending on who the end is gonna be. Like Dean Malenko. Oh, fuck. I don't think he can. Didn't he just have a heart I attack again? I don't. Yeah, I don't think he can. I. But that that's just. His best feud in WCW the, was with Sequel The ghost of uh, Redacted, uh, his his longtime rival. I mean, his, <laughs> actually, his, no, his I got son. the answer. Yes, it needs to be Lance Storm. Okay, mm. that they they started together in the same training camp, and they were teamed as Sudden Impact together. They started their careers literally together. I think their first match, I think, was together. So that'd be a, that'd be a really cool one for his for the last labor, and you can be like, like you have to put your career on the line against this guy. Yeah, it's it's curious because it's like they've all been different. Like, well, the two that weren't Sean Spears have been different. Like Nick Gage, oh, and then Juventud Guerrera. It's like I'm just curious. Like, and like in my head, it should be escalating because like that's how labors work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like. I don't. I wonder. I wonder who. I I have a feeling the last one might be like Sammy, and be like, you have to fight your friend. No, I guess that, that's where it just gets into the. Uh, it's the stupid. Usos New Day thing. Yeah. Where it's like, like I respect you, so ha. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know who I would want. I can't think of anyone because like, they're from out of nowhere. I don't know enough about Jericho's past. Brian, uh, Brian, Brian would be cool just because, like, then we'd actually get a good match out of Jericho. <laughs> I got, I mean, I guess Punk because they had a if good. Oh, they match. did have a feud. They did they have a good feud. If that was like, if that was how they debut, but they're debuting him on Rampage, so. Well, they could still have the labor, last labor be on Rampage. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really but don't then, know. But then also to get the match you want, then like you'd have to have Jericho beat Punk. Yeah, I don't think you want to beat Punk on night one. <laughs> I don't know. It's AEW. <laughs> they might do some weird shit. As long as as long as Punk and Dan- Brian don't go against Cody, we'll Cody. be good. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> Cross, Jeff Hardy. They're bringing in Jeff Hardy for this. You know what? I want to be Shane McMahon. I want Shane in AEW. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be fucking sick. I'd be fucking if just for one night only, like literally, never happen. Like I'm not, but just fuck. If Kevin Steen could have a one night only match, yeah, 
and 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 retread that that would be that's four and then five is vince god if vince mcmahon had a match on AEW, he doesn't see them as competition why not yeah fuck it send nick khan over there and do the battle of the cons yeah who's the clash of cons we see sleep as competition wrath of khan sleep as competition yeah that's what he said (laughs) That's that's just I I I saw that um, Vince at the end of his like because they had like a uh, investors call and at the end of it he was throwing a little bit of shade and I think some of the news websites were getting it wrong because mm-hmm. they were just saying like, oh like more releases might be on the way but he was just talking about AEW he's like I'm not sure what their investments are as far as talent goes but I mean I guess we can give them some more. <laughs> Kind of like throwing some shade at them. It's like, oh, they're just taking our guys. We made them yeah. stars, and they're just taking them. That's that's Vince McMahon's shade right there. He's, yeah. try, he's, try, was, he's trying to play the baby face. Yeah. And in reality, I mean, it's, it's pretty good shade in reality. Yeah. Also, but then the self-own of saying that sleep is our competition when he's he's meaning like, oh, like, you know, we, we can't sit on our laurels. We can't, like, rest. We got to, like, keep going. But... The reality is, he's saying is like, our demographic is pretty old, and our show ends uh, kind of late. For them. <laughs> um, you know who the real competitor to to WWE is? Peacock's IT department. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really random, but yes. really cool. Yes. Um, because I was just trying to see if there's any more Bray Wyatt news, but I saw this. Uh, Steve Carino is having another match. Johnny is oh. he Johnny's brother? Yes. Cool. Yes. But cool. No, former ECW champion, former NWA champion. Um, he is like a like a touted, like world renowned, like fucking wrestler, like from that area that never really made it. Well, mm-hmm. he's a coach now at the Performance Center, but they're letting him have one match against his son. Cool. Oh, nice. Col- Colby Carino, right? Yeah. Also, I didn't realize he's, that Colby's only 24. I, I feel like I've seen him wrestle like for a long time. I used to think, oh, man, this guy's just so tiny. It's like he's like it's like he's never going to make it. But then I just saw him recently. I'm like, oh, he's put, getting bigger. It makes sense because he's still fucking growing. He's still <laughs> yeah. just a fucking boy. I'm like, oh, duh. He was a kid then. Yeah. Uh, that would be another cool one as an ECW guy for the for the labors. It, it end up being fucking fucking Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, that's true. Is Raven or RVD? RVD is like the only other is one. Is Raven that has... still alive? Yeah, he's he could probably come in there and brother a match. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Pola. I just I like the idea of Raven so much, but I don't. I know very way better than Raven. <laughs> I know very little it, about him. It's it, like most ECW greats. The idea is better than the actual like. The idea of Tommy Dreamer, even though he could work, still better than actual Tommy Dreamer. The idea of Sandman, <laughs> much better than actual Sandman. Sabu. Oh, yeah. And even as great as RVD was, still even RVD to an extent. Like, he never really kept progressing past the, like, cool shit he did in early ECW. Like, he had, like, six really cool moves. Yeah. And that was about it. Um, yeah. Speaking of AEW, I watched uh, Roadhouse for the first time, the Patrick Swayze film. Um, and Terry That's Funk not, it, Terry Funk is prominent in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, thought yeah. Yeah. it was tight. He looks weird. He's got weird curly hair. 
But yeah, it's cool. Love, it's, I love myself from Terry Funk. Just, just fucking his weird voice. Oh <laughs> yeah, almost Paul Bearer, but not quite. <laughs> just your mother's a whore. Dusty sucks eggs. Yeah, dogs. That egg sucking dog fat fuck. Egg sucking dog. Um. I, I, Yes. My favorite story about Tommy, uh, Tommy Drew, about um, Terry Funk, is Mikey Whipwreck. Like after like a taping when Mikey first showed up in ECW, like you have to always be respected, respectful of the veterans. And so um, Terry Funk called him over to like a, a table like in the hotel lobby, and he was drinking beers because wrestlers don't care. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, "Whippy, come here." And apparently just fucked with him the whole night and be like, "All right, kid, I'm gonna tell you the story," and then just would say gibberish. And then, like, like left for a while, came back and, like, pretended like he broke his arm and then, like, ran away. And so, like, Mikey Whipwreck was just, like, blown away by what was happening. And he gets to his room and Paul Heyman calls him. He says, Terry Funk told me that you're the most respectful kid I've ever met because he was fucking with you for three hours. And you just sit there, you nodded, you listened to everything he said. <laughs> and just, like, that's how he entertained himself that night. He's like, I'm going to fuck with this fucking kid. <laughs> And he did for hours. That's that's wild. That's that's good. Um, I'm out. I'm out of stuff. I forgot to ask our friends for questions. So anything else? Oh, well, there we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, then that is the show. Thank you all for listening. Check us out um, at Treefort in the end of at the end of September. Uh, go to uh, treefort.com and you can find the dates and stuff. Uh, podcast shit is free, so come watch the uh, all of them. It's going to be tight. Go get some wings, some Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, go get some wings. Yeah. Um, I might yeah. get some just like sent to me right then and there. Yeah. DoorDash in that'd the be, middle. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> just in the mic. But uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. And uh, Russell Boys 316 says, RIP Joey Jordanson. <laughs>